On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Sunday, April 17th. Happy Easter for those of you celebrating that. Uh, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, Vito back with us as well as he is on the weekends, and we are ready to break down a Sunday NHL card. Six games on tap on this Sunday. Uh, again, that's pretty much been the bare minimum we've seen on a Sunday the last several weeks, which is good news for hockey fans and betters. We do have these bigger Sunday slates than we did uh, earlier in the season. Uh, before we get into that, let's get into yesterday a little bit. Recap a huge, massive 14-game Saturday NHL slate. Lots of interesting matchups. Um, let's give uh, Vito and I, we'll do a, give ourselves the old uh, Barry Horowitz, the old pat on the back here. Uh, it was a really good day with our plays yesterday. For me, it was just... Uh, a terrific Saturday uh, overall. Uh, just uh, when you look at it, I'll just run them down quickly here. Uh, what we were looking at yesterday in terms of the uh, uh, betting card for me, we did take Detroit uh, puck line and money line small against the Rangers. Bad call. Good job by the veto talking like in the uh, Rangers there. Uh, they took care of business against Detroit uh, in that one. I was on Pittsburgh, Boston over that fell short, but then the rest of the day, Chicago, Nashville over winner, St. Louis money line winner, Minnesota, St. Louis over winner. Uh, best bet on the show yesterday, Vegas. It was probably the, the worst bet I had all day. The Vegas Golden Knights with that 4 nothing shot. That, that's the one thing that pissed me off. Was I thinking about that I had a good Saturday? No. First thought in my mind was, damn, that best bet lost. And it was a miserable bet. It was a miserable uh uh, choice by me to go with uh, Vegas in that game. That's what you are as a better. You dwell on the negative sometimes when you should be thinking of the good things. Uh, but give Edmonton credit. Uh, 4 nothing shutout win there. I had Buffalo money line, Buffalo team total over, uh, Buffalo and Philly over. That cashed. I took Toronto, Ottawa over the total. Uh, that cashed. Washington puck line, Washington team total over. That one Tampa team total, Winnipeg, Tampa over. Both of those got there. Dallas in regulation. Dallas team total split with those two. Uh, Dallas won, but they only scored two. Calgary first period, which was frustrating because they didn't have a good first period. And then they absolutely just trashed Arizona the rest of the game. But the minus two and a half puck line got there. Arizona Calgary over got there. New Jersey Seattle over cashed. L.A. in regulation cashed. So, so it was just a, a really good Saturday. Uh, just overall, in terms of thoughts, uh, Nashville beat Chicago. They needed to get that win. Chicago, good effort. I don't know about you, Alex. I thought that was a better effort from Chicago than I thought, considering yeah. coming off the euphoria and emotion of the Pat Foley night. thought they'd be flat as a pancake, but decent effort from Chicago, even though they fell short in a big two points for Nashville. Yeah, absolutely. And we start with that with that game. I mean, that was a, a fun one to watch. I've reposted the, the gift that's been shown countless times. 
some of some fan clearly said something to Patrick Kane, and as soon as he scores a goal, goes and skates over and just gives him the old stare down, kind of shakes his shoulders out a little bit. I know it was one of the yep. one of the better uh, celebrations we've seen. We've seen a lot of great ones from Patrick Kane over his career, but that this shows you that this team, you know, despite the bad losses they've had, as a collective group, they're not giving up mentally. They're they're still in it. You know, it just depends on the night and the opponent. Uh, and obviously, you know, a rivalry is a rivalry. Yeah, sure, Nashville is going to be in the playoffs. Uh, they played much better than the Hawks over the last few years. But don't, never, let's not forget, in the heyday with the Hawks, when they won those Cups 2010, 2015, it was the Hawks that were you know beat Nashville, the, the famous uh, Marion Hossa you know, penalty that led to the Patrick Kane getting the overtime goal in 2010, uh, the emergence of Scott Darling in 2015, and, and the, the comeback in game one. So this is a rivalry. It doesn't matter you know, which team is in or out. And you'd like to see that from this Hawks organization moving forward. You want those guys like Kane and, and others to, to kind of show that, hey, you know what, let's let's play 82 games, no matter how bad or good the season's going to be. And we've talked about this with a few other teams. We talked about it with Buffalo. They get another win after being down 2 nothing in the first period. There's some, some teams that still have a little bit of life left, and you can find some spots here and there to bet on them in the, in the next week, week and a half. No doubt. Buffalo is one of those teams out of the playoffs you don't want to be betting against right now because they've given you, <laughs> they've given, <laughs> excuse me, they've given you uh, that great effort here uh, down the stretch, no question. Whereas Winnipeg, Vito, we talked about it yesterday. Florida, pretty much that win it lost to Florida, it's, it's finished. We said that, I said yesterday, that was a season ender for Winnipeg, losing that game to Florida, whatever faint playoff hopes. And I was worried about how they respond. Credit to you, you'd like them to score in the first period. They did I mean, that. Yeah. Well, talking about Winnipeg, I mean, you know, I, I like just sometimes to bet on the teams and they have played uh, the night before, you know, because I sometimes see the first period, they are very, very uh, with big energy, you know, but then yep. late in the game, they kind of fall off yep. uh, most of the teams. Well, yeah. And anyways, well, talking about the rest of the games, I think one of the best teams in the league at the moment, if we just look at the Rangers, I know they have played some uh, weaker teams like Philadelphia and Red Wings. But still, for for nothing and for nothing, both games they're not really playing down to the any team level at not the anymore. moment. So I think yep. it's a very great performance from them. Yeah, and that Blues and Wild game won an amazing game there, and yes. uh, another comeback from the Wild. And uh, yeah, I I know you guys like Blues, so uh, credit for you as well. Nice victory in overtime. Uh, I got over in that game, and then yeah, if we move in the night games. Uh, I mean, Colorado Avalanche and Hurricanes. I mean, Colorado got, just got that 2 nothing early lead. And then, I mean, Hurricanes was all, all about the attack, you know, and there were so many empty gaps and old man rushes and Colorado just scores and ch chances like those. And, uh, well, Flames 9-1. I had that in parlay, yeah, with Rangers. They don't do much parlays, but, well, on the night when it's 14 games, I think you can find maybe two games which you can actually parlay sometimes. At this time of year, it's okay to parlay a little bit more because yeah. you got yeah. master favorites. What are you going to do? You got to cut yeah. them down. And, and the favorites swept okay. the board last night. So if you so parlay players probably did very well last night. No doubt. What fourteen yeah. and zero? Yeah. Is that what I saw? I saw that yeah, correct. Yeah. The chat. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They did. Yep. That's it pretty much. <laughs> That's it pretty much. Uh, I'll just what, last thing about yesterday. Then we'll get on to today. You can bet against Winnipeg, I think, every game the rest of the season and do yeah. pretty well, I think. I think it's, it's toast for them. Soon as things go downhill, like they had a nice little start. They had a 3-2 lead even in the second period. And then once the game got away from them, that was there was some quit in their game. You could see it. It's just that's what happens with teams that just, you know, they get the knockout punch. They're now not going to the playoffs. And 
I think Winnipeg's probably good bet against the rest of the way. And it goes without saying Arizona is. You know, this well, team is just absolutely they, – they cannot compete with anybody right now in the National Hockey League. They've got an AHL roster when you're missing Jacob Chikrin, your best defenseman, Clayton Keller, your best forward, Lawson Krause, who's had an outstanding year, and you don't have the depth to replace those guys. And the players that are taking those spots can't play the kind of minutes that are required at a high level. You're going to have a night like that. And they've had multiple nights. That's six straight losses for Arizona, Alex. Uh, that is four, six straight losses by four goals or more. So that's why not only the puck lines do what I did last. Night. I took minus two and a half with Calgary. I even sprinkled a little minus three and a half. And I said it on the show at plus 250 with Calgary last night because not only are they losing, they're getting beaten down right now. Yeah. And, and for those who are keeping track, if they go one, four, and two the rest of the way, I hit my exact. Uh, prediction for the beginning of the year of their record. So, yep. Exactly. Well, my best uh, with Dallas Stars yesterday, actually, again, a close game. like Typical Dallas, right? Sweat Typical break. Dallas, but they get it done too, one at home, you know? So it is yeah. what it is. It's a weekend. It is what yeah. it is. Hey, you won the bet. That's all that matters. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't it was a, a sweat right till the finish. Yeah. Uh, but you won the <laughs> bet. That's all that matters in the end. All right. We've got uh, the Sunday card. Let's get to it. We will start with the Florida Panthers. Uh, by the way, I want to. I forgot. I'd, I'd be. I'd be so pissed if we get through this show and I didn't mention this about yesterday. Obviously, the Mike Smith was terrific. Two shutouts in a row. Do we buy into him? Is this just another one of those classic Mike Smith blips where he has a few decent games in a row and then it's back in the old uh, shitter uh, again and he, <laughs> and he starts uh, scuffling and giving up goals and bad through the five hole and not tracking pucks and bad rebound control and the usual with Mike Smith when he's not playing well. Or can yeah. he sustain this? That's the question. I'll throw that out to Alex and Vito. And the second thing I want to mention is Carolina. Not only the loss, but the injuries they suffered. Multiple injuries. Jordan Stahl, is it going to be serious? Is it going to be a long-term injury? Their captain, who's had a great season. And the other one is Freddie Anderson. And we know his history with injuries. He's had a health, pretty healthy season for the most part, but gets hurt late in the game. I think he pulled something. You could see just the way he moved backward and definitely kind of pulled something. It didn't look good. He had to be helped off the ice. So two not only lost the game to Colorado, and they haven't been playing their best hockey, Carolina, the last two weeks, but Jordan Stahl, their captain, gets hurt. Frederick Anderson, their goalie, gets hurt. Wow. I mean, you talk about Carolina, some major concerns here developing, Alex, for this group right now. Yeah, absolutely. And losing Freddie Anderson at this time could be uh, crucial for them, obviously, because goaltending, obviously, we always say it's the X factor in the postseason, but especially with how tight everything is in that Eastern Competent, you know, everything's settled as far as the teams, but positioning, I mean, you know, the New York Rangers still have a chance to possibly win that division. Uh, and you got, you know, obviously the, the log jam in that first wildcard spot and Boston. So there's a possibility of teams kind of flip-flopping around between divisions before the, you know, the playoffs begin. So yeah, that, that just throws everything for the limbo for a Carolina team that seems to be you know, when fully healthy, they're one of the most dangerous, if not the most dangerous team in, in all the league. So uh, you do not want the injury bug biting you at this time. As far as Mike Smith goes, we were joking about it before we went on the air about, yeah, how long can this last? But you look at his numbers, he is seven and one, his last eight stars. He's one, Five straight, obviously the back-to-back shutouts. But like you said, at 40 years old, he's only the seventh goalie in NHL history who was 40 years of older to get a back-to-back shutouts. Uh, it just seems, you know, like he's due to lay maybe another egg or two before the playoffs roll. But if he can keep even just a semblance of this streak rolling, not not you're not going to post a third straight shutout, in my opinion. Honestly, I would probably fade him next start. Uh, 
But if he can keep this kind of momentum, whatever he's doing in the last, you know, two, three weeks, and kind of keep that form and that rhythm going, well, that's what Edmonton's going to need if they're going to try to, to, to make a run and at least win a series or two in this postseason. Yeah, I mean, I got to admit, I got to absolutely give him the credit that he deserves. He's been great, you know, these last few games. But with Mike Smith, just when you're always ready to buy in, there's that clunker and that str- that game where he gets pulled and he gives up five, always lurking in, right around the corner just when you're starting to think, wow, this guy's playing great hockey in net. So that's what I always come back to with uh, Mike Smith. And again, the injuries for Carolina uh, just uh, very uh, unfortunate when you look at that. Uh, last night and how that uh, ended up uh, transpiring, no question. And regarding Vegas, obviously that was a tough loss when they just had a great game against Calgary. You come back, you get shut out by uh, Edmonton yesterday. I mean, the, the road for them has got to be catching L.A., you know, at this point, because I think it's there's a better chance of doing that than catching Nashville or Dallas. I know they're actually still only four points behind them. And actually after last night, they're, I think, three points behind uh, L.A. for third. So they can get in either one of the wild cards, Vegas still, uh, even though they're four back, or they could go catch L.A., who they're three behind. And actually, instead, Nashville and Dallas, Vegas has played one more game than those two teams, whereas with L.A., Vegas actually has a game in hand. So I think it's actually more plausible Vegas can catch L.A. They're three points behind L.A. compared to being four points behind Nashville and Dallas. But here's the issue, guys. L.A.'s got a Sisters of the Poor-laden schedule. Uh, the rest of the season. Uh, I mean, this L.A. schedule, it's an absolute joke who they're playing down the stretch. I mean, they couldn't have scripted this any better. I mean, if, if they basically paid the schedule makers to gift them an easy schedule, guys, for the last several games, the schedule that they've got right now is probably the schedule that, the, that they would have come up with for this team. Anaheim, Chicago, Anaheim again, Seattle, Vancouver. I mean, Vancouver's the toughest game. Are you kidding me? That's the Kings' remaining schedule. So if this team doesn't make the playoffs, shame on them. If this team doesn't make the playoffs, they deserve to miss the playoffs. If they can't get in the playoffs with this Sisters of the Poor schedule they've got. Uh, down well, on yeah. paper, that looks great. But then, like you said, if you mention those teams, all right, Anaheim, as bad as they've played, if they get up for anybody, it's going to be L.A. That's that's a rivalry uh, matchup. So they have that twice uh, on a row, and I'm sure Anaheim knows the fact that LA has got a shot at making the playoffs. If they'd love nothing more to to, to to ruin their chances of that, Chicago, as we just talked about, it depends on the, on the night uh, if they're feeling it or not. Same thing with Vancouver. Vancouver, the team that's out of the playoff race, you know, why not try to take down another division opponent uh, trying to get into the race? So there could be motivation spots for a few of those teams. Like I said, now obviously that you know that means nothing if they they aren't ready to play, they just aren't ready to play. But those two with Anaheim are definitely ones I would look for because even though it's bad as they're playing, and we're also getting close. Keep in mind to uh, you know the final night for Ryan Getz left. so you know there could be some 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 you know uh, more elevated uh, anticipation from the Ducks in those matchups against LA. Yeah, well, uh, guys, well, as far as I have checked the schedule, for me, uh, if you check uh, Nashville, Nashville has the toughest uh, schedule. Uh, if we just look at the op- opponents left, yep. they will need to play uh, teams like uh, now Blues, they're going to play them. It's Calgary, Tampa, Wild. Calgary again, Calgary, Colorado. Adelaide. Wow, and, that's brutal. Yes, wow. That's a tough schedule. And then Very I would, tough. in the next one, would be Vancouver. They have, well, they have some tough games, but they have some also easy ones. Yep. And then yeah, King Kings I have I think has the most uh, most uh, well the best schedule uh, heading in uh, in the end of the season. 
And, and keep in mind, you look at Dallas too. I mean, it's not exactly the the uh, easiest. They got a tough one. Yep. They get it's pretty tough yeah. with them being on the road for for three games. But once they get home, you get Seattle, Vegas, Arizona, and Anaheim to finish the season. So four home games. Once again, against you know, we're talking about Arizona uh, for sure, a team they should be able to, to beat up on Anaheim, Seattle. So th- those are points there that they can get as well and take advantage of having, like I said, that that home stretch in the season. So it's going to be a fun one in, in, in the West all the way down the yeah, line. And these, uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I just wanted to add also about this Vegas. Maybe what I also mentioned yesterday. I think now in the end of the season for the teams, it's kind of hard to play this uh, Alberta games. You know, even with the day uh, they are in race between. You know, and uh, Dallas they're going to have Alberta double in the next week. So that's going to be a tough one. Yeah. And Vancouver still thinks they got a shot. So that Vancouver game, even for Dallas, won't be easy. So that's a tough – don't just – don't kill yourself if you're Dallas. Don't just, you know, skunk out, you know, in those three games against uh, Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary. Don't go oh, zero points and, you know, zero out of six points in those three games. Just try to, you know, get two, three points. If you get that, you're doing out four would be great. Uh, anything four more would be awesome out of those three games. But, you know, just uh, try to get a point or two at the very least, Dallas, and don't – you know, completely get, you know, like I said, skunked in those three games against Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary, uh, and end up seeing uh, if uh, that could, that'll go a long way to helping your playoff hopes for sure. Cause as Alex said, you got that easier stretch uh, at home uh, to end the season. All right, let's go to Sunday's card. We got six games. We'll start with Florida, Detroit, Florida Panthers, minus 360 uh, road favorites, seven the total uh, in this one. Uh, this is an ESPN game, by the way, <laughs> a, a, re, a scheduled ESPN game later in the season. They just added this uh, to their national TV lineup a few weeks ago. Uh, I would have picked something else, but nevertheless, uh, Detroit, a 4 nothing loss to the uh, Rangers yesterday. They could not follow up that big upset over uh, Carolina. Uh, unsurprisingly, I guess you could say that's, uh, you know, one game up, one game down. Sometimes you get that from bad teams like uh, Detroit. Spencer Knight, by the way, in net for Florida today on a back-to-back. It was Grice yesterday, so expect Alex Nedeljkovic to be uh, in between the pipes here for the uh, Detroit Red Wings in this game. We'll see how it goes. I mean, with the Florida Panthers, certainly, you know, they're playing great hockey. Nine straight wins, pummeled Winnipeg 6-1 to one, uh, in their uh, last game on Friday night for their ninth straight victory. Uh, the Florida Panthers looking to extend to 10 straight games. You know, they are definitely going to clinch the Atlantic Division first place, uh, uh, the Atlantic Division title. They're going to get first place there uh, in that division. Just a question of when they clinch it. They're eight points ahead of uh, the nearest team, Toronto, uh, right now in the Atlantic. So Florida's playing well. I mean, certainly I think they're going to probably win this hockey game. Uh, I'm not stepping in front of them, but you're talking about uh, – you know, minus 380, the puck line, the reg line's not really all that much value. And it's actually gone up. This, this line is about almost four, minus 400 now in some spots. To- team totals four and a half. I could actually consider the four and a half. You know, did, Florida certainly had no problem scoring goals uh, throughout the uh, win streak here. Uh, you know, you got to get them to five here, but they're capable of doing that against Detroit. I lean that way. Florida team total over four and a half, and I lean a little bit to the over seven, but probably going to keep it small because uh, definitely the odds makers doing uh, what they should be doing. And that's putting Florida totals near this seven because they're, they're capable of scoring almost that much in every game on their own. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Florida, Detroit. Yeah, it's a pass. I, I, w- I was looking at the draw because if you take a look at this uh, eight, nine game win streak for Florida Panthers, it's a couple of those games that went in overtime against New Jersey, uh, you know, close game against Buffalo, 
3-2 win against Anaheim. We talked about how, how they've been up and down. So, you know, you wonder Florida, okay, you know, can they kind of be taking a little easy road game, early start. Uh, but at the same time, they get five or six goals like they always do. There's no way Detroit's going to just hang around and come back. And we've seen Detroit get blown out multiple times by many margins uh, this year. It was, it, I think they've given up, you know, they've lost a game by margins of one through 11 this season, which means they've lost games by eight, nine, 10, and 11 goals this year. If Florida is up for it, they could easily put, you know, as many goals as they want and they could name their score here. So it's just a complete pass for me. All right. Uh, absolutely. Complete pass. Uh, I think that's not a bad option. Minus one and a half, minus 145, by the way, is what you're looking at with the puck line on Florida. I would say if you like the puck line, skip the minus one and a half. Don't lay that price. Just take a shot, maybe minus two and a half, like I did with Calgary. Get a better price last night. Get a better price uh, and see if uh, Florida can maybe win this game by uh, three or more uh, against Detroit. Uh, that's certainly They've got the schedule advantage, too, with Detroit playing a matinee in New York yesterday, traveling back home. Florida a little bit more rested, playing Friday night, their last game against Winnipeg. Vito, what do you think here, Florida, Detroit? Yeah, for me, here's also actually no bets. This is completely pass. I can see this going over, but I also can easily see this going under. If just Florida maybe tries to play like more more of a playoff hockey, like try to win this 4 nothing, 4-1, 5-1, you know, that could go under 7 easy, you know. I don't I don't see them maybe Detroit putting up many goals here today uh, because the uh, Panthers are rested a little bit, you know, only third game this week, uh, first on the road. Maybe they they're not don't, don't come out completely flat. I don't know. You know, this is end of the season, so it's hard to guess now how uh, how what will Florida do. So yeah, for me it's also a pass. But uh, I think it's a great game maybe to play live. You know, you so you never know. Maybe Detroit actually comes out and scores. You know, so you get some value then on Panthers and so on. But if you like want to bet Panthers something before the game, I mean, I I think you can try to always target that first period. There's there's where you're gonna get value. The Panthers to score two goals, maybe you know, over one and a half, or just to win the period, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I will mention one quick thing though. You and you touched on it about uh, Florida, rather, they're on the verge of clinching this Atlantic division, and we already saw uh, Colorado clinch the Central Division last night. Those are two teams I might want to look to fade once they do clinch their division spots because that's when they might give a, a few guys some rest, some yeah. starters some rest. Obviously, we end up seeing the backup goalie. So keep that in mind with those teams. I think there's only maybe three or four teams that really could clinch the division this week, Calgary probably being another one as well. Keep an eye out for the, the game after they clinch to see yeah. if, you know, maybe a top-line guy gets scra- uh, you know a healthy scratch or, or a backup goalie or different things. Just the fact that, hell, the team went out and party, you know, depending on what city they're in and, and uh, may not be filling up for it for that next game. So it's something to just kind of circle a little bit. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, certainly a lot of games you see it with the uh, with teams that clinch a division or, you know, clinch the president's trophy, you know, whatever the case may be, a, a big milestone. And the next game you see college free agents or the college, you know, players they drafted in the lineup. You're giving them a look, some more AHL call-ups you know, get a look in the lineup. So there is some truth to that, that uh, those teams might be in bed against spots, clinch uh, the game after clinching a division title. So definitely good to uh, keep an eye on that. Definitely prop-wise, by the way, Barkov to score, Barkov over shots. Uh, he's really good for that on the road, especially. Huberto's on fire. You can't say no to, you know, looking at his direction right now. We've talked about how Mackenzie Wegar for weeks has stepped up and been more assertive offensively in the absence of Aaron Ekblad. Uh, on that blue line. So there's definitely some Florida props I would uh, consider. Yeah, Nadelkovich was amazing. 
you know, against Carolina. That's the reason they won that game. But we've also, like, I look back at his stats earlier this year. When he's given up, when he's shut out a team or given up a goal, he's given up usually three or more in the next start. So, you know, that's the issue. And it's not so much that he plays bad, but he's got an unreliable overall blue line composition in front of him. And that's never a lie. Yeah, I know. So that's the thing. I mean, uh, because I just noticed someone saying Detroit's goaltending has been better lately. Yeah, one game it was. And that was against Carolina. <laughs> so let's see if it can be good again today. And look, you're playing a juggernaut. Now we Panthers coming in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with a great offense coming in. Buffalo, Philadelphia. Philadelphia Flyers minus 115 favorites, total six and a half. I'm hitting the same damn bets I did last night in the Buffalo-Philly game, even though it's in Philly this time. I still don't trust Philly. Philly's not winning. Philly Philly actually got it off to a great start, and they still you know, screwed it up. And at the end and blew the lead and they ended up losing 4-3 to Buffalo last night. I just think Buffalo is a much better team and it's not being priced like it right now. Um, I'm on Buffalo again here, minus one over. I don't care about revenge. Screw revenge. Philadelphia is not playing well. They're not winning games right now. Buffalo is the better of these teams, in my opinion. Sabres minus 105. We'll go with that. We're going to get right back on the team total again, like I did last night. Three and a half plus 120. I like that price and the full game over too. Because you're talking about two teams out of the playoffs. You didn't see a whole lot of defensive intensity last night in the game. Why should things change here with these two teams here in this matinee affair uh, this afternoon? Actually, late afternoon uh, affair. It's a 5 p.m. Eastern start here. So Sabres money line, Sabres team total over three and a half, plus 120, full game over six and a half. The exact same three bets I swept with last night. Hopefully we get the brooms out here again. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Sabres Flyers. Well, I'm going with the same bet that I had last night, which was first period over two. It was plus 125 last night. You get two goals early from the Flyers. Like I said, there's not really much defense to be had, but for some reason we just did not see a third goal. So we end up taking the push. We'll take that money back and throw it right back on here. It's at plus 115 today uh, over two with the Sabres and Flyers. All right, over two in the first period here with uh, Buffalo and Philadelphia here for Alex uh, in this game. By the way, keep in mind, it's going to be probably Dustin Tokarski on a back-to-back uh, for the Buffalo Sabres. And it looks like they're going to give the, uh, you know, uh, not the young kid, he's not actually that young, he's 25 years old, but looks like Felix Sandstrom uh, is going to get another start for the Philadelphia Flyers. And of course, we saw him just recently in the net against the Rangers, April 13th. That game earlier this week, he gave up three goals uh, in that one, in that 4 nothing shutout loss. So we might see Felix Sandstrom uh, once again uh, in goal here for the uh, Flyers in this one. Yeah, first period, both teams to score. Uh, Bellu in the chat saying that's something he's looking at. I wouldn't talk you out of that. I think it's possible we get 1-1 uh, in the first period, no doubt. Uh, Vito, Buffalo Philly. Yeah, looks like this game was profitable for everyone yesterday. Because I think everyone liked Buffalo, everyone liked over. So, yeah, I was on that over six. So that yep. cashed me. I just had a smaller unit there. So, yeah, uh, I'm not going back there, uh, there now today anymore because uh, just don't want it. I think I already cashed it yesterday there with over six. Uh, yeah, these teams just do not improve, you know. Uh, yesterday, the stats were bad from the, uh, for them. And today, they're also bad, you know. In April, they're five on five, they're like minus 10 goal difference uh, for both of these teams, you know. And they have scored like 20 goals almost and allowed 30 goals. So they turn a puck a lot of over. We saw that yesterday. They're careless with the puck, you know. Usually there is three, uh, three forward players and the center back is only coming back behind them, you know. So there's also a lot of odd man rushes. So just because of that, uh, I think there's, again, be, be, will be a lot of scoring chances. And in any jail, all players can score, you know. So I totally understand if everyone is going over. But, well, 
I, I today myself, I'm just staying away. All right, staying away from this one. Hey, sometimes I I will say this. Sometimes I'm one of those people that bangs the drum of two games in a row, same two teams. First game goes over, second game stays under. I do sometimes think there's some truth to that, and vice versa. First game goes under, second game in a row, same two teams, it goes over. But I don't see it with these two defenses or these two goalies, quite frankly, if it's indeed Tokarski and Sandstrom in net. So uh, I'm back to the well with the Buffalo trifecta, if you will. A money line team total over and the full game over in this one. All right, San Jose, Minnesota next up. Minnesota minus 280, home favorites, six the total in this game. Uh, the ABC cameras during that Blues Wild game were earned their money yesterday because they caught a glimpse of Mark Andre Fleury on the bench there trying to sing or karaoke to DMX party up up in here, and that was pretty damn funny. Uh, I gotta admit, uh, great job by them catching that. Uh, what a wild game, no pun intended. Uh, the Blues and uh, Minnesota yesterday, um, back and forth. Uh, it went. Uh, I was not very happy the moment it got to uh, a tie game there, five five. I mean, the Blues just led most of the game, and Minnesota wasn't going away, though. And a uh, couple of bad mi plays with the puck, mistakes, uh, bad penalty killing and for St. Louis in the third, let Minnesota come back. But they rescued themselves in overtime. Braden Shen uh, with the overtime game-winning goal in a, a crazy game. Back and forth, 6-5 to five win for the uh, Blues. Huge win. Very important point, though, for Minnesota. Even though they lost the game, that keeps them still very much in that battle. Uh, for second in the Central Division with the Blues, which is important because second place gives you home ice uh, in the first round of the playoffs. So this is a very big game still for Minnesota. We know that because of just how incredible the XL Energy Center is in terms of an advantage for the Minnesota Wild. We know the home record there again this year has been, what, 26-9? and nine? Absolutely outstanding on home ice. So this is damn important for Dean Evason, for all the players to try to get this home ice advantage in the first round. So... This is an important game. I think San. I think they can take care of business here. Minnesota, San Jose. San Jose's on a back-to-back, -back, but they had uh, their back-to-back uh, uh, -back last night against Dallas, two to one, for their ninth straight loss. You know, it's just that's what you get here with San Jose. I mean, their their offense is hit or miss more than anything. They've not been able to uh, get their defense or goaltending to play well. Now, last night they did, but you know what Dallas is like. Sometimes they get a couple goals, they park the bus. And so I don't want to make too much of a big deal. Oh, San Jose defensively much better last night. No, they're going to be challenged here by Minnesota, uh, a team that can light up the lamp, especially on home ice. Marc-Andre Fleury obviously confirmed as the starting goalie because Talbot uh, got the game yesterday. So no surprise we see Fleury here uh, in this game. Uh, we'll see who's in net for the Sharks, either Reimer or Kacken. And it's worth noting, too, injuries are mounting for the uh, Sharks. Obviously, Dumba Greenway have been out for a while for Minnesota, but Carlson's out now. Gadjevich, Ryan Dezingle got hurt. Barabanov got hurt just recently. LeBanc is on IR. Uh, so there's some issues with depth now for the San Jose Sharks, and that's probably why they've lost nine in a row. When you don't have quality depth to replace injuries, you're going to struggle. I, I, I don't trust the full game over because I don't know if San Jose is going to light the lamp necessarily here. And Minnesota's been good at home defensively lately, much better. And Fleury and Net, I think you'll see him probably play well. I'm going to trust more on Minnesota getting the job done offensively. So two bets for me here. I'm going to go with the puck line on Minnesota, minus one and a half, even money. And what I like even more in this game is the team total. Uh, Minnesota, over three and a half here. You can find that at about minus 135, pretty decent price. I think Minnesota absolutely gets four goals here 
at least uh, against the San Jose Sharks. So I like the the puck line on the wild, but I like even that team total even more at over three and a half at a solid price, minus 135. Uh, Alex, Sharks, wild. Yeah, you know, yesterday, again, I, I was frustrated with myself because the last time Blues and Wild met, I had to draw. And I figured it would be kind of a close game because both teams needed the points. St. Louis blew the doors off of them. Yesterday, I stayed away from that play and thought I had the right, you know, right move considering how St. Louis was dominating for the most of the, the contest. And then Minnesota, the comeback kids, they've been calling them all year, once again, make a great comeback. So, it, like I said, it was important for them to each get a point. Obviously, that, that big second point going to St. Louis. So now they stand the top uh, in second place with 100 points. So basically, the Wild just need one point in this game today to officially clinch a playoff spot. But they definitely want to. This is a, a spot. This is a team that they've dominated against. Uh, they won four of the last five meetings with the Sharks. As you mentioned, they've lost nine in a row, having a ton of injury issues. And it'd be interesting to note if Kapo Kakinen does go for the Sharks, that'd be obviously him playing against his former team. Sometimes that can, can be a, a bit troublesome. So I don't want anything to do with a full game total. Uh, obviously not looking at any kind of sides with, these, with this high number. I like the first period over uh, one and a half. I laid $1.35 with that. And I might look for some spots in game with, with this contest. But I don't want anything to do with that that full number, especially if Cockney plays because you know he's going to be amped up. He'll still probably give up a goal or two, but he might be a little amped up playing his old team that got rid of him where it looked like, hey, he was going to be sitting you know, on the bench for a playoff run. And now all of a sudden – He's making, uh, you know, golf uh, tee times and, and travel plans playing with Townsend. Yeah, I, I would have thought too, Alex, like you, that we'd see Kacken in here today. But the problem is he started last night yeah, yeah. for San Jose against Dallas, which sure. surprised me, which ma- makes yeah. me think maybe we're not going to see him here against his former team. We'll see Reimer instead. And they've got Reimer projected, not confirmed yet, but projected yeah. to be Jay, which is shocking to me. I don't know what the boogeyman's doing necessarily. You usually want to put the guy that played for that team at one point in net on a back-to-back against that team unless unless it's a you know it's kind of a dummy move he's going to play him back i mean the guy's young it's a healthy end of the season he he can play in a a back-to-back spot so maybe maybe they're they're doing that to maybe not show their hand to minnesota necessarily yeah we'll see about that very interesting goaltending decision awaiting here for san jose considering kakinen played last night when we thought he'd definitely get this start against minnesota but maybe they do go uh, and roll back-to-back with uh, Kacken, and we'll see uh, later on in the day. Uh, Vito, San Jose, Minnesota. Yeah, well, you see, Minnesota, as we talked also yesterday in April, they have very great stats. I mean, not that they're just dominating like expected goals, but also, I mean, 5-on-5, five five, they have scored 25 goals in eight games. That's a great stat. I think that's more than three goals per game. And you, like, add a power play goal, and that's four, you know, allowing only 10 goals. That's also great. And just if you just look from the Sharks, Sharks are struggling, you know, cannot find the scoring. Although if you if we check on the lineup, you know, we still see like Hart, Kurt Olmeyer, Jonathan Darlene, they, they can score. I mean, and then Bonino, Bonino Logan Couture, and Rudolf Baltzers. I mean, that's the guy from Latvia. I used to play together with him also for some yeah, very like good. Year. Rudolf Baltzers, yeah. And he was yeah. with Ottawa before, yeah. Yeah, I played with him like uh, one year together. Also in one line, he was a winger, and I was a winger. All right, and How'd uh, you yeah, do? back to the game. I mean, hmm? how'd you do as a line? Uh, 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 well, good. We, we, well, we, that we were in a uh, playing a, in a third line. So we will we we did good together. I mean, he was very right. good. But th- then he went to play to Austria already. You know, he left the country early, <laughs> like you should always do. Or, and then he went to Norway, and then to NHL. <laughs> All right, the about the game. Together. 
Uh, I think uh, Wild will get the scoring here, you know. Uh, so over three and a half, uh, sign me up for that. And I already have bet, bet at that as well. Uh, I think we definitely see Wild getting here for four goals today. But one more interesting bet from me, and just I, I, I put it a half unit on it, a little bit more than half a unit. I think, again, it's just a great price, and it's nothing, uh, not much asking from uh, Sharks, uh, maybe two um, Sharks over half a goal in the first period. I can see them maybe scoring one uh, since both teams played yesterday. They might come out uh, come out early, uh, like there might be hype earlier uh, in the game, you know, and uh, we have seen Flurry giving up early goals uh, in Minnesota lately. So wh why not? Uh, at minus 130, I can take also a, a sprinkle on Sharks over half a goal in the first period. Hey, his first period over half a goal for a team total worked out with Winnipeg uh, last night against Tampa Bay. So going back to the well with San Jose, maybe to strike uh, in the uh, first period and get on the uh, board in this one as well, like in Minnesota, as I do, the team total over three and a half here uh, in this one. All right, great matchup. It's probably one of the, that probably is the game of the day, probably St. Louis and Nashville. Uh, even money, minus 110, both sides, six the total uh, in this game. Although it's moving to six and a half, and I totally understand why that is. This Blues team is on a absolute, uh, just an absolutely terrific run offensively. Now, overall, they're obviously, they've won eight in a row. Uh, but they've, the, the offense during this eight-game win streak, it's been something to behold. Six against Calgary, five against Zona, four against Seattle, four against Minnesota, six against the Islanders, four against Boston, six against Buffalo, six in the victory in overtime against Minnesota yesterday. Who's not performing at a high level right now for offensively for this team? Uh, Shen Tarasenko's just a man possessed at the moment. Uh, David Perron just keeps on piling up goals, piling up points. Robert Thomas is having a breakthrough season, has been outstanding for the Blues. Jordan Kairou's buried on a third line right now, which tells you how much uh, the Blues have it going offensively right now. Wait till Jordan Kairou gets back on the beam again. I mean, very impressed with St. Louis. The power play's been clicking. They've been scoring at five-on-five five even strength. They have great offensive depth up front. Uh, I'm not stepping in front of St. Louis. Do I want to take them today? I did take them yesterday. I don't know if I'll take them today, though. This is big for Nashville. They're at home. They've played good hockey at home lately, the Predators. They're still trying to cement their playoff positioning. And it is worth noting, St. Louis does have a pretty bad long-term track record in Nashville. That does worry me a bit. So this could be one of those spots where they're dangling St. Louis out there as low as minus 110 on this wonderful eight-game win streak, that this could be the spot where they get tripped up and the streak gets snapped. We'll see. Problem is, David Riddick might be the goalie that has to end that win streak for St. Louis because Soros got the start yesterday. Do they go to Dave Riddick, Big Save Dave? Sometimes it's Big Siv Dave. A lot of the times it is Big Siv Dave, not Big Save. Uh, so uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Jordan Binnington probably for the Blues after Huso uh, got the start yesterday. And Binnington's played a little bit better. He's won his last two starts against the Islanders and the Sabres. But stopping Nashville, you know, keeping them off the scoreboard in Nashville is going to be a different task altogether. And with the way, you know, Johansson and Duchesne have had bounce back seasons. Forsberg's been good lately. Uh, they're getting Janot and some of their depth forwards stepping up too for them. Uh, it's going to be a much taller order for Bennington and Net in this game compared to his last two starts. I like the over. I've already bet it over six. The juice is moving on it. It's up to six and a half in some spots. If it ain't broke, don't fix it with this Blues team. They've been scoring in bunches. The games have been going over. And we'll see if uh, ride it once again here today against Nashville. Uh, Alex, St. Louis, Nashville. 
Yeah, this is one I played the draw at plus 345. You look at the at these two teams, like I said, St. Louis has had a horrible track record in Nashville. They've lost 11 of the last 13 meetings down there. Both teams played yesterday. And you look at Nashville, they played some tight games. Is that, you know, 4-3 yesterday against Chicago. A pair of games going to overtime, uh, you know, earlier in the week. So uh, these two teams have played tight against one another. We've seen four of the last six meetings decided by one goal with two of those four going into overtime. Uh, and Nashville playing some close, tight hockey. And that's the way they kind of want to play. They want to try to slow things down with St. Louis. And, and obviously the, the defense is going to be a little bit sharper and, and, and try to be a little bit sharper in front of David Riddick if he is the goalie and, and, and that starts today. So at 345, this definitely feels like it could be one of those games where uh, we see this one you know, go into overtime at a, a good price for a draw here. I like the draw, too. I might sprinkle on that myself, actually. Uh, when you look at it, two of the last four Nashville games have gone to overtime. Three of the last four Nashville games, one-goal games. St. Louis, each of their last two games in the division, you know, hotly contested games against Minnesota, both went to overtime. And this is going to be another divisional matchup. Points are very important for both teams right here. Uh, the the draw is definitely a good consideration, I think, as well uh, in this game here, Blues and Predators. Uh, Vito, what do you like here, St. Louis, Nashville? Yeah, I was thinking about this game also a lot today, and uh, I was thinking about exactly what also Alex said, you know, after I took over, you know, and I was starting also to think, like, of course, it's, it, it's there's a big possibility, you know, that after a back-to-back game, uh, <laughs> teams will not want to come out and, like, uh, play the open hockey you know and have back-to-back chances so you need to work a lot especially having backup goalies in in you know that doesn't always mean it goes over you know because uh, teams want to limit those chances especially like these kind of te- teams uh, they pe- kind of play similar hockey you know also well uh, yeah kind of similar hockey they love to put uh, pucks down below deep i mean uh, some uh, the thing just that scares me you know is this just the stats i need sometimes and uh, th- these are two completely opposite stats we're looking at now. Blues, uh, Blues are not the team which actually carries the play, as we talked yesterday, you know, and they're not the best in expected goals. But when it comes to scoring 30 goals in nine games, and that's only five on five, so that, that's an amazing stat, you know. And that that and they just keep getting that and getting that, you know. And now they're playing today against uh, Nashville and the. the can, uh, I, well, I see them again to do, do the same thing, you know, if Predators will lack a little bit in a, off, a little bit lack of defense, you know, for the Predators, uh, again, the stat is different, different. they're more carrying the play, they are pretty okay on expected goals, but it comes to scoring, they have scored only like 12 goals in eight games, that's five on five, so they can't, can't slow the game down, so it's very hard now to understand, you know, if this game goes over or under, because it can actually go both ways, but yeah, I'm on uh, over six here. I thought it was a great number when I took it. It was at plus 100, and I also had like in my book, I had blues over three. That's what I took also at plus 100. Uh, basically, I get the money back if it's three. I mean, if it's four, <laughs> but uh, but uh, it's in regulation. But well, yeah, that, my look on the game, it's very hard. Yeah, but I have went with over. All right. I agree with that. I think over is a good play. And I think the draw, like Alex said, also uh, worth a look here in this one. All right. Islanders and Leafs. Leafs, Toronto minus 210. Home favorites, six the total in this one. I did bet a small over six. Other than that, it's I think this game's very tough from a side perspective. Islanders are playing, you know, 
they're another one of those teams out of the playoffs, not playing like they're out of the playoffs. They're playing hard every night, split with Pittsburgh uh, earlier this week. Uh, they beat Montreal, spoil carry prices, uh, uh, big return night. However, they did get badly outshot, badly outplayed. It was more Ilya Sorokin was outstanding uh, in that game for the uh, Islanders. But the Islanders are still they're finding ways to win, you know, at least uh, uh, some of the time here down the uh, stretch. I'd expect Sorokin and net. He's, he's projected, not confirmed. We do know it will be Jack Campbell. Uh, in net for Toronto after uh, Eric Schalgren uh, got the uh, start for the Leafs last night in the comeback win in overtime uh, against the Ottawa Senators in that game. Really, this just to me is just, you know, Toronto is one of those teams right now. They Especially against the weaker teams, they give up goals. We saw it against Ottawa last night. They give up four in that game. Buffalo scores five against them. You know, they've got a real pattern of rising up to the occasion, raising their game against the great teams, and then kind of like, fallen asleep a little bit against the weaker teams. They kind of did it against Ottawa again last night, even though they escaped with the win. I worry about that. And really it shows up at the defensive end for Toronto. They play the weaker teams. They're not as dialed in defensively. You look at this team from a total standpoint, what are they? They are seven, uh, sorry, eight, one, and one to the over uh, in their last 10 games, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And only one of those games has had less than seven goals. You know, one of the last 10 Toronto games has had less than seven goals. That's it. So that's why I'm on the over. It's really nothing other than that. The Islanders aren't exactly an over six type of team. I get it. Uh, but Toronto, <laughs> Toronto is, and you don't get sixes with them very often. So Islanders Leafs over. I'm passing on the side. Uh, Alex Islanders Leafs. Yeah, it's a complete pass for me. Cause I was looking actually at the under, to be honest with the, the serious history between these two teams and, and Sorokin, from what I'm seeing, he wasn't the starters net for, uh, practice, so he yep. he seems to be confirmed. So yep. you got a good goaltending matchup and, and, a, and a serious history that's trended to the under. Into Toronto, I mean, you know, look at that game. Obviously, you know, going into overtime against Ottawa. Once again, we talked about how some rivalries, no matter how good or bad, uh, team A or team B can be, they still you know are, are always tough battles. And Toronto, Ottawa battle each other tough, no matter what time of year it is. So coming off of that. Uh, like I said, you know, the thing is Toronto's defense has been the, the thing to not show up uh, when playing weaker teams. If you want to think if they had the offense rolling and, 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 and sorts. So that's one I'm just going to stay away from altogether. I wouldn't be shocked to see this one in 3-1 Leafs. I wouldn't be shocked to see maybe the Islanders win this one in overtime. It, it, it's a lot of variables here, so I, I want nothing to do with it. A lot of variables. It would be honestly sidewise dog or pass, but I opted to pass. Like, I don't think plus 180 is a terrible take with the Islanders right now, with especially Sorokin. And that's the one thing that, you know, if you like the under, I, that's a good reason why you like it. Sorokin has been very good, obviously, lately. Shout out against Montreal. He was brilliant. Now, I know he gave up four and back-to-back against Pittsburgh, so not as good there. But before that, one goal allowed, two, two, two. I mean, he's been really good for a long period of time for the Islanders, and that's why uh, he's been the man in net for them. And, uh, you know, we'll see if Toronto, Toronto sometimes, again, they fall prey in these uh, games against weaker competition. See if they avoid that tonight. Vito, uh, Islanders, Leafs. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, the only thing which concerns me, I think, is that back-to-back for Toronto. I think it's off a travel, you know. It's not always that easy. But overall, if we just look at a little bit at the stats this month, I mean, look, I understand maybe Islanders being, first of all, Islanders being on the, on the road for a long time, you know, then they came back, came back, played pants, pain, and now they're again on the road. So whole April, Islanders being on the road, I expect maybe, little regression by the end of this uh, road trip uh, by the expected goals that became now worse than Chicago this month but 
yeah, as you mentioned, Sorokin been playing well, and they just now win Canadians, which which is not a team which carries much play. And now they're going to come in against the Toronto, uh, Toronto, which is which is a team which is always pushes at home. You know what, Scotiabank Arena. Uh, but well, and the only concern again for me was that Toronto on the back to back. You know, but I still th- uh, think Toronto will have more more pressure in this game than Islanders. Uh, but just because here is many angles, as you see, guys, when I'm talking, you know, something back to back for right Toronto, and you know, they yeah, they they can just lose this game somehow, you know, like because Toronto they sometimes lack, lack this this focus on the defense, and I think that comes from the back to backs and when you, when they're just you losing the focus. So <clears throat> I haven't placed my bet right, uh, yet, but uh, I would agree with Ian. I think I think we see that Toronto put up put up some like four goals today, and just uh, I think Islanders putting also some goals up here. All right, last game on this Sunday card. It is Columbus and Anaheim playing for exercise. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks minus 140 home favorite, six the total in this game. This is a dog or pass for me. In fact, in fact, I might be on the dog, even though it's back-to-back for Columbus uh, after losing in L.A. last night. Uh, Anaheim minus 140, no. Uh, there's no way I'm laying that uh, with this team uh, that's just 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. It's coming home off a long road trip as well. Uh, four uh, four game trip through Philly, Carolina, Florida, Tampa Bay, and look, I think it's also a tricky spot for Anaheim because they actually played, they, they gutted it out in those three games against those you know tough teams. You know, we talk about how that trifecta in Florida, Carolina, and Tampa is very difficult. You know, they battled Carolina tough. They took Florida to overtime, although that was more Gibson just being out of this world good in that game more than anything else. And then of course with Tampa Bay, they actually led, blew the lead, lost in overtime. That's a lot of hard-trying, exhaustive effort hockey for Anaheim on that road trip. Now you're coming back home uh, in this game. I think it's not a good spot at all for Anaheim. It's not great for Columbus because it's back-to-back, but the L.A. to Anaheim back-to-back is not a big deal. There's no flight. There's no air travel. You're just taking a bus down the road, and you actually stay in the same hotel. You know, So it's basically a very easy trip here for Columbus to Anaheim. I think this has to be the night you see J.F. Barube. You've got to give Merzlikens a rest already uh, if you're Columbus. You're wearing him down. Uh, he's played a bunch of games in a row, I, and it's sort of hinting toward J.F. Barube finally uh, getting a start here for Columbus in this game. And actually, he's played better than I thought You know, in some of those starts recently. Has he been great? No, but I thought he was going to be downright awful, and he's actually been a little bit better than that. So, I would only look Columbus here, plus 120. Uh, John liking the team total. I wouldn't argue with that. I like that, actually. Columbus over two and a half, minus 140. And I'd probably lean to the full game over six as well. Don't trust either defense. Uh, One thing Anaheim can do with Terry and Zegras, and we saw it on that road trip, score goals. And their offense actually wasn't that bad uh, on that road trip, Anaheim. So they could find some uh, offense here against Barube and this Jackets defense. So uh, I like columbus a little bit plus 120 the team total i really like over two and a half and i'll probably bet the full game uh, over six here as well expecting barube versus gibson the projected goalie matchup right now and look gibson was amazing against florida uh, in his last start that was the only good start he's had in a very long time he's gonna have to show it again to me here tonight uh, alex jackets ducks yeah, I already bet over six. I got minus dollar uh, ten. Like I said, this just feel like one of those games where they just kind of roll the puck out and see who can who can score the most. But one interesting trend I've noticed: one they mentioned with Anaheim, they played tough in those last two games, back to back overtime games. But then looking at the series history, we've seen five of the last ten meetings go to OT. 
And if you look at the last five, 2-1 in overtime, 3-2 in overtime, 2-1 Anaheim in regulation, 4-3 Columbus in regulation, 2-1 Anaheim in a shootout back on December 9th. So this, these are two teams that play each other tight no matter what's going on. And the fact that, like I said, it, it, it's not going to be a defensive battle if it is Barube and Gibson. If anything, we're going to probably see some offense. So I like the draw here at plus 345. I like the over six. And if you go to our sponsor book, DraftKings, uh, you look at you know the regulation uh, score, you can get 3-3 three, three at 12-1. to one. So plus 1,200, you know, if you, if you want to try to co- combine those, basically you're looking for the over and the game to go to overtime. So that's something to maybe sprinkle a few bucks on as well. Yeah, definitely. I think that's not bad. Uh, three, three, very plausible, very, very conceivable fi- uh, score going into be uh, uh, after regulation. No question. Uh, Vito, Columbus, Anaheim. Uh, this is the last game, right? Or no? Yep, last game. Ah, uh, yeah. So I guess let we gonna end this on the great, great note because I also well took over in this game. But I guess because of the time zone, I woke up today early and I had this five and a half, you know. So I grabbed that one. I just thought, you know, opening up. I'm going to see six, you know, and I open up, I see five and a half. That was an auto lock for me, you know. I just, uh, I mean, first of all, uh, why? Because of the, uh, the Columbus just been playing much games, you know, and uh, what who's going to be in net? I don't know, Berube on Merzlikins. Uh, Columbus have scored 15 goals and allowed 16 goals in seven games. So basically, but that's final five stat. So, so that's basically over two. Uh, a game plus add some power play goals, you know, and it's going to be a back-to-back. You don't know who is going to be in that. Then we look at Ducks. They have scored 17, allowed 18 in seven games. So Ducks close to three goals. So e- this game, easy. You can see here over five and a half. You know, the teams, especially Columbus, are being over back-to-back, lacking some uh, focus on the defense. And overall, you know, Ducks is a young team. I mean, three wars, Zegers, Milano, all those guys, they just want to play some hockey, pa- pass the puck. You know, end of the season, maybe get some goals. So uh, I think the both teams get, give some space to each to each other here today, and we're gonna see yes, at least at least six goals in this game. Vito liking the full game over here as well with the uh, Jackets and Ducks. All right, that's your Sunday show right there, your Sunday card. Uh, great stuff with Alex B. Smith and Vito uh, on this Sunday edition. We'll wrap it up with best bets in just a second. But before we do that, a reminder, DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL. And great sponsors here with THPN and the Ice Guys. New customers bet just $1 on any NHL team. Get $150 in free bets if they win with promo code THPN. Uh, get involved with that. If if, uh, if DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, new customer, you can still play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team. Get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. Best bets to wrap up the show. Alex B. Smith, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, let's go to the Buffalo-Philly game. We're going to go first period over two. Get that plus $1.15. Should have hit yesterday at plus 125. You got two quick goals from the Flyers, and then things just kind of tapered off. Obviously, you know, Buffalo's... uh, 
offense needed some time to get rolling. It did in the second and third period, and that's why I ended up getting the 4-3 win. So I expect, especially with the backups, Tokarski and Sandstrom and that, we're going to see some goals here early and often once again, but we should be able to get over that too. So let's go with Sabres Flyers. First period over two plus $1.15. That's my best bet for the day. All right, Buffalo, Philadelphia, over two. Uh, best bet at first period. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. All right, Vito, best bet. Yeah, well, uh, for me, definitely today, the betish stands out to be uh, uh, that Minnesota Wild over three and a half. I think after losing that game yesterday and scoring pretty, pretty, a lot of goals at the home arena, arena with all the hype, I think they will get to the four goals against the Sharks. All right, Minnesota Wild team total over three and a half, minus 135. Best bet for Vito. My best bet, St. Louis, Nashville over six, minus 120. Uh, riding this Blues offense and this over streak of theirs, I think it gets there today. Nashville more than capable, and we could see Bennington versus Riddick as your matchup. Uh, and I think that will contribute to more offense on both sides. We'll go with us with St. Louis, Nashville. Uh, over six minus 120 for my best bet for this Sunday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith and Vito, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll be back with you tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.